Welcome back, friends, to Hope is a Prayer Away. I am your host, Pastor JJ. And before we descend on our Bible study today, I would like to remind you that all of my Bible studies are for free for you to download and copy. And all of my Bible studies come with no strings attached. There's no registration, no email required, no subscription, no thumbs up, uh, no like buttons, and you will never have to pay a penny for any of the Bible studies for the Lord Jesus paid the price for you and I. My only goal with this podcast and with the website is to hopefully connect you with Christ Jesus. If you would like to visit our website to see what Bible studies are available, you can be found at www.hopeisaprayerway.com. Now let's get into the Word of God. And in today's Bible study, we are going to study what human trafficking is and it isn't. And this is a topic that um, I was sent to school for. And it's, um, it's very real. It's very painful, mostly for young ladies and, and women in general. And the abuse uh, that some of them take is unfathomable. Human trafficking, as defined by the U.S. Government Department of Justice, is the business of stealing freedom for profit. In some cases, traffickers trick, defraud, or physically force victims into providing commercial sex. In others, victims are lied to, assaulted, threatened, or manipulated into working inhumane, illegal, or otherwise unacceptable conditions. It is a multi-billion dollar criminal industry that denies freedom to 24.9 million people around the world. And please scroll down to learn more about what constitutes the crime of trafficking. And we will get into that in just a second. And we hope this information is, is useful to you. Please note that the staff of the National Hotline is focused on assisting victims and survivors. And it is not available to answer more general questions about their work or about human trafficking generally for research or other purposes. Now, the Department of Justice defines force, fraud, or coercion. U.S. law defines human trafficking as the use of force, fraud, or coercion to compel a person into commercial sex acts or labor or services against his or her will. The one exception involves minors and commercial sex. Inducing a minor into commercial sex is considered human trafficking regardless of the presence of force, fraud, or coercion. Now, who are the most vulnerable uh, targets for human traffickers? And the U.S. Department of Justice says anyone can experience trafficking in any community, just as anyone can be the victim of any kind of crime. While it can happen to anyone, evidence suggests that people of color and LGBTQ people are more likely to experience trafficking than other demographic groups. Generalization trauma, 
historic oppression, discrimination, and other societal factors and inequities create community-wide vulnerabilities. Traffickers recognize and take advantage of people who are vulnerable. People may be vulnerable to trafficking if they, number one, have an unstable living situation, have previously experienced other forms of violence such as sexual abuse or domestic violence, have run away or are involved in the juvenile justice or child welfare system, are undocumented immigrants, are facing poverty or economic need have a caregiver or a family member who has a substance abuse issue or are addicted to drugs or alcohol. Now, how do traffickers control victims? Traffickers employ a variety of control tactics. The most common include physical and emotional abuse and threats, isolation from families, from friends and family, and economic abuse. They make promises aimed at addressing the needs of their target in order to impose control. As a result, victims become trapped and fear living for a, for a myriad of reasons, including psychological trauma, the shame, the emotional attachment, or the physical threats to themselves or their family. Sex trafficking is defined by the United States Department of Justice as sex trafficking is a form of modern-day slavery in which individuals perform commercial sex through the use of force, fraud, or coercion. Minors under the age of 18 engaging in commercial sex are considered to be victims of human trafficking regardless of the use of force, fraud, or coercion. Sex traffickers frequently target victims and then use violence, threats, lies, false promises, debt bondage, or other forms of control and manipulation to keep victims involved in the sex industry for their own profit. Sex trafficking exists within a diverse and unique set of venues and businesses including fake massage businesses, escort services, residential brothels, in public or city streets, and in truck stops, strip clubs, hostess clubs, hotels and motels, and elsewhere. Now, we want to talk a little bit now about labor trafficking. And labor trafficking is, is defined by the Department of Justice as a form of modern-day slavery in which individuals perform labor or services through the use of force, fraud, or coercion. Labor trafficking includes situations of debt bondage, forced labor, and involuntary ch involuntarily child labor. Labor traffickers use violence, threats, lies, and other forms of coercion to force people to work against their will in many industries. Common types of labor trafficking include people forced to work in homes as domestic servants, farm workers coerced through violence as they harvest crops, or factory workers held in inhumane conditions 
with little with little or no pain. If you believe you are the victim of human trafficking or may have information about a potential trafficking situation, please, please contact the U.S. National Human Trafficking Hotline. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, please call 911. If you suspect that something's going on, please give as much information as you can. Tell the uh, 911 dispatcher what you feel is going on. And please call them. The phone call you're making can save so many people from so much pain and agony. Thank you. If you are a church that has a program in place to help the victims of human trafficking, please reach out to us so we can add your church to our resources page and be able to refer those in need of your help. And there's a lot of people. Now, if you are a church and you don't have a program in place to help the victims of human trafficking, and you would like to start a program to help these victims, there's a couple of places that you can reach reach out to, and I'm sure that they can offer you some guidance. Number one is Bethany Christian Service. They can be reached at 1-800-238-4269. That's Bethany Christian Service, 1-800-238-4269. The the other one is the National Human Trafficking Hotline. It's 1-888-373-7888, or you can text 233-733. And they, they speak Spanish. Hablan Español. How to accept Christ. And friends, if you are the victim of human trafficking or you were the victim of human trafficking, I know. I know your pain. For I've been involved, uh, unfortunately, in several human trafficking cases. And I know the abuse that goes on. And I want you to know that God also knows and God sees and hears everything. And this podcast is uh, very close to me because I got to see a lot of those victims and they're still fresh in my mind. There were young ladies that were abused by many, many people. And if this is you, I want you to know that Jesus wants to be a part of your life. He wants to help you heal. And I tell all of my Bible students that I want you to picture yourselves when you extend your hand out to shake or to greet someone and somebody just walks by and doesn't acknowledge you, how that makes you feel. And I know it makes me feel pretty bad when somebody doesn't want to acknowledge me. And friends, just think about how many days and how many months and how many years Jesus has been extending his hand to you. And for one reason or another, 
you haven't found time to take his hand. But you know what? Today's your day. And you know that God's been calling you. You don't need to turn to drugs. You don't need to turn to alcohol. He's going to be the answer. He created you before the foundations of his earth. He had you in mind when he went to Calvary. And he died for all of our sins. And let me share something with you. If you've ever been told that you are going to hell because of this or because of that, my friends, the person or persons who told you that are absolutely incorrect. I know of nowhere in that Bible, in the Hebrew, in the Greek, and in the Aramaic, where it says that any human being has the authority to send someone to heaven or to hell. And also, it's a free gift from God. It doesn't cost you a penny. All you need to do is ask Him into your life, repent of your sins, and accept Him as your Lord and your Savior. That's it. And if you would like to accept Jesus today, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And I would ask you to follow along, please. Lord Jesus, I come before your throne. I repent of all of my sins. Father, please come into my heart. Please be my Lord and Savior. I believe that you are the Son of God, and I believe that you were resurrected from Calvary on the third day. Please, Lord, from this day forward, walk with me. Heal my heart. Speak to me, Lord. Guide me, Father, and protect me. In Jesus' name, amen, Lord. Amen. And friends, if you prayed that prayer, I believe that you are born again. I encourage you to find a good Bible preaching and teaching church. Find yourself a Bible that you can read and understand. I mean that with the utmost of respect. Because some people, as an example, they may have difficulties reading the King James Version, but they might find the NIV or the easy-to-read Bible a little bit more uh, accommodating. And the bottom line is, we just want to learn about the Lord. And trust me, you don't have to buy 50 books to understand the Bible. Like one of my professors in seminary, used to always say, the Bible is a dictionary unto itself. Friends, pick it up. Ask the Lord to give you, to open your understanding as to what you're reading. Go to your Bible, uh, Bible studies in church. Take your notes. And I, trust me, 
it, the more you look for him, the more you're going to find him. Christianity is based on a relationship. And that's why before I led you in that prayer, I said, if you would like to accept Jesus, then please follow me in prayer. He doesn't force himself on anyone. Yet, he's ready to forgive at any time. And his hand is out for us to hold on to. And he's going to carry you. And if you're listening to me, wherever you are in life, if you accepted Jesus, you just wait. Tomorrow's a new day. And friends, things for you will start changing immediately. And do you know what the Bible says? That every time someone repents and accepts the Lord, that the angels in heaven start singing out of, out of happiness and, and glory to God. And they're singing for you. They're singing for you, friends. I like to close out all my podcasts out with the best phrase I've ever heard from a pastor. And it's the late Pastor John H. Osteen. And he would close out all of his biblical sermons on TV with the following phrase. And I would like to share it with you. And he would say, keep Jesus first place in your life, and he will take you places that you've never dreamed of. Amen. Friends, thank you for your time and for the privilege of being able to share Christ with you. And I will look forward to talking with you tomorrow on our podcast. I pray that his blessings be upon you today. And always, in Jesus' mighty name, thank you.